Chapter Thirty One of To London Town. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. To London Town by Arthur Morrison. Chapter Thirty One. Long Hick's holiday had lasted three days and mr butson's minor bruises were turning green it was at the stroke of five in the afternoon and bessie was minding shop from the shipyard opposite a score or so of men came in dirty dungaree for it was friday vanguard of the tramping hundreds that issued each day regular as the clock before the timekeeper's box bessie rose on her crutch and peeped between a cheese and a packet of candles out of window. Friday was not a day when many men came in on their way home, because by that time the week's money was run low and luxuries were barred. Bessie scarce expected a customer, and it would seem that none was coming. Peeping so, she grew aware of a stout red-faced woman approaching at a rapid scuttle, and then, almost as the woman reached the door, she saw Hicks at her heels, his face a long figure of dismay. The woman burst into the shop with a rasping shriek. I want my husband, she screamed. Where's my husband? Come away, called Hicks, deadly pale and nervously snatching at her shoulder. Come away, you know what you promised. Take your hand off me, you long fool. Where's my husband? Is it you what got him? She turned on Bessie and bawled the words in her face. No, no, it ain't, cried Hicks, near beside himself. Come away, and, and we'll talk about it outside. Talk? Oh, use, I'll give him talk. The woman's every syllable was a harsh yell, racking to the brain, and already it had drawn a group about the door. I'll give him talk, and er too, would anyone believe? She went on, turning toward the door, and haranguing the crowd that grew at every word. Is how a woman, calling herself respectable, and keeping her shop like any lady, would take away a respectable woman's husband? A lazy, good-for-nothing scoundrel has run away and left me thirteen year ago last Whitson. Voice sprang from everywhere and pelted in to swell the crowd, drawn by the increasing screams. Many of the men who knew the shop so well stopped to learn what the trouble was, and soon every window in Harbor Lane displayed a woman's head or two. My husband, where's my husband? Show me the woman as took my husband. Nan came and stood in the back parlor doorway, frightened but uncomprehending. The woman turned. You, you is it, she shrieked, oversetting a pile of tins and boxes and clawing the air above her. Give me back my husband, you shameless creature. Where you got him? Where's my husband? Hicks put his arm around the woman's waist and swung her back. He was angry now, 
get out he said i don't bring you to make a row like that you swore you wouldn't finding his arm too strong for her the woman turned on hicks and set to clawing at his face never ceasing to scream for her husband and then johnny came pushing in at the door having run from the far street corner at sight of the crowd hicks as well as he could for dodging and catching at the woman's wrists made violent facial signals to johnny who stared understanding none of them but he heard the woman's howls for her husband and he caught at her arm who is your husband he said what's his name what's his name why butson henry butson his name give me my husband my husband let me go you villain it was like an unexpected blow on the head to johnny but save for a moment it stunned not at all rather roused him i'll fetch him he cried and sprang into the house here was release the man had another wife he would drag the wretch down to her and then give him to the police no wonder he feared the police the load was lifted at last butson's punishment was come indeed fiercely glad and thinking of nothing but this johnny swung into each room in turn but there was no butson his pipe lay broken on the front bedroom fender and his coat hung behind the door but there was no other sign johnny dashed into the back yard that too was empty but in the yard behind the old lighterman paint pot in one hand and brush in the other just as he had broken off in the touching up of his mast stood and blinked and stared with his mouth open his house doors back and front stood wide because of wet paint and one could see through to the next street it was by those doorways that mr butson had vanished a minute ago after scrambling over the wall hatless and in his shirt sleeves and the old lighterman thought it a great liberty and told johnny so with some dignity johnny rushed back to the shop gone he cried bolted out the back he might have offered chase but his mother lay in a swoon and bessie hung over her hysterical shove that woman out he said and he and hicks between them thrust the bawling termagant into the street and closed the door without she raged still and grew hoarser till a policeman came to quiet her and in the end she marched off with him talking at a loud scream all the way and harbor lane flamed with the news of nan's shameless bigamy end of chapter thirty one recording by john brandon